Welcome citizens, you're listening to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. Here, thinkers and doers always have a key to the city. The mayor is in, so office hours start now. It's New Amsterdam Radio. Happy New Year. 2022 is just around the corner. Hello, everybody. It's Bobo Boyce, the mayor in the mayor's office. Peering outside my window as we get ready to put a second year of this semi-lockdown life behind us. <laughs> Variants are raging all over the planet. But beyond that, I want you to know that I think you guys are amazing. I value the projects you're working on. And I'm hoping that next year brings you all of the good fortune, all the good things. New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. And my guest this week is a creative and a half. Shiley Hakimian has been doing the dang thing, as we say, as an entrepreneurial coach and as a business strategist. So being able to chat with her was cool on paper, but in person, she's even better. It was like old friends and we already scheduled a return appearance from Shiley. So you're going to enjoy that chat before I get into that. It's got to say, as always, thank you for watching or listening to the show, depending on how you do that and how you consume that. If you're listening, you can do me a favor and drop me a review on that iTunes, that Apple podcast, excuse me, iTunes doesn't exist anymore, or that Spotify, reviews are coming soon. And if you're watching this, please share with your friends. And if you're kind of saying, hey, whoa, 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 how can I watch this earlier than anyone else? Become a member of the Boisterous Crew. That's our Patreon, patreon.com slash voice. That's me, the mayor. You get yourselves unlocked bonus content like video Interviews of new Amsterdam radio, exclusive shows like Flobo Tries and the comedic version of Flobo Sauda Netflix, and my personal favorite, Flo Beatles Book Club. It's worth a skim. Patreon.com slash Flobo Boys, Boisterous Crew. We need you. Support the homie. Uh, but enough of me rambling and housekeeping. It's now time for my chat with Shiley. Once again, we're in the mayor's office of New Amsterdam Radio, Global Boys, hanging out with people who are doing the dang thing. And my guest does all the things. I actually, I'm curious to see how she does it herself, how she organizes or prioritizes. <laughs> <laughs> Please, I, I'm looking at this list now. It goes on for a long, long time. Please welcome Shelly Hakimi. And how you doing? <laughs> Hi, I'm so good. I people don't know we've been having a party here at the pre-show so i'm so excited for this yeah. ready to i just love what you're doing this is great <laughs> this is this is okay compared to what you are so look i was saying this before you are a social media sherpa but that's just yes. like a, a slice a sliver a, a little uh -oh, bit of a uh -oh. what you do what did you what? dig did you dig uh oh this is I, great i did a little, I did a little <laughs> dig it, but let me ask you oh, first it's a question we ask a lot of our guests if you're at a sure. party and someone's like so what do you do how do you encapsulate what you do Look, I do, I'm gonna be totally real with you. So at the party, I have this whole like spiel commercial that I do that's like so cheesy and cliche, but whatever. I'm like, hi, I help businesses be unforgettable in a hundred days with clarity and accountability to do your own marketing. And I do a little hand gesture of like, because <laughs> it's so corny. I'm like, I'm just gonna own the corniness. But then yeah. people are like, wait, what do you do? And they're all fascinated. And I'm like, well, I help business owners get more out of their referral network through their marketing and, and get some more business. And they're like, that's different. Like nobody knows people who do that. So right. like- I was working on the internet before COVID, like long before COVID. So uh, I help people get clarity and accountability with their marketing. I help people stay top of mind with the people they serve. So that is the the business spiel of what I do. And how long um, you're in business for yourself? 
Uh, well, I've been contracting, freelancing, all that stuff since after college. So let's say like eight-ish years. But the Sherpa experience where I really am like guiding people the last like three and a half years now. So like yeah. I studied education. So I have my teaching degree. And then somebody was like, hey, I get that you like I was doing freelancing and social media. And someone was like, hey, can I, can I just like pay you to sit down and show me how to do this? And I was yeah. like, right. Did it hit you too? I'm like, but I yeah. love teaching. I love, I don't know if you get the motivational energy. I'm love motivating right. people. I love social media. And I was like, do you want to pay me for that? I'm like, that's like better. So I like pivoted everything. Were and you it, scared? Like, Cause like when someone asked me that, I was like, how much do I charge? Like a hundred percent. I didn't know. And so like, Oh, did you want to know the nitty gritty details of how awkward this was? Cause that was sure. weird for me. I think that might help some of your people. So this lady asked me how much I charge. So I wrote the random arbitrary number that I was scared to put down. I put a hundred. I didn't say hundred an hour. I just said a hundred. So then she goes, oh, like a hundred an hour. And I was like, okay, sure. I was going to just say a hundred for some length of time, but a yeah. hundred an hour. Great. So I ended up working with her for like 150 bucks. And I was like, that's a lot of money for something I'm very, very good at. And at the time, right. I mean, I know better now to charge more, but that like was a little scary for me. I don't think I've ever revealed that to anybody anywhere. So that's actually something I, I think a lot of us <laughs> go through. I jump into entrepreneurship. Like, yeah, I have the idea for making a business, but you're like, well, what do I ask? What do I do? You search Google that has like rates for somebody in a small farm somewhere. Like, do I add to that? Especially uh, creators of, of color and women and, and new immigrants yes. or new Americans have that kind of struggle yeah. of how to, how to break their rates yes. down. <laughs> okay can i like tell you that's like the biggest heartbreaker right like fellow women of color who are doing this all the time and i remember seeing like like i'm middle eastern i'm rocking and around and i remember seeing a black woman charge 70 dollars for an entire logo experience and i was like what a deal but i'm also like charge more you're worth it and it's just yeah. heartbreaking and it's like uh and i think i see people exploiting that all the time like i'm in freelancing groups where people are like they didn't pay me or they scoped creeper i you know i did the work before i got paid and i'm like take the money up front you're worth it but also right. this is the other thing if i could speak to those women right it's like there's a fear that like i even had of like if i don't say yes or I don't take this opportunity i'm gonna lose out on money or i'm not gonna get more opportunity i just need to take right. what i got it takes a lot of confidence to be able to say no to be like i'm worth it and that opportunity i think comes a lot quicker for white people than it does for anybody else of color sure. um and it just it's heartbreaking but it's something that i've had to fight and i'm sure the people who are listening also have to navigate and it's and, and people don't get it. Like the white dude that's out there, like, buy my thing. Like they have never <laughs> experienced that in their life. Yeah. So anyway, I, I it's love a tight, It's that. a tightrope <laughs> when you do that, do that first, like, no, I have to pass on this. <laughs> but I've been saying no to engagements more like i do these like linkedin workshops to empower like young women to how to talk about themselves on linkedin whether it's business or personal or even my interns and like you know people have been, they know i'm good at it so they're like charlie can you come do a workshop and i'm like this is what people pay me for like institutions can afford to pay me for this this is not something i'm giving away because i spent years cultivating this and i was scared to say no but i've given hundreds of free speeches they're honestly they're all on my youtube channel but like True. To say no and it was really scary because i'm like what if i could have gotten a gig from that but i'm also like this is the other thing. I'm going to tell you this. Tell me if you agree with this. That, <laughs> that like the time I would have spent prepping, because if I'm going to be on a stage, I want to, like even this, I have notes prepared. If I want to be on that stage, sending my message, like I know I'm going to want to prepare because I don't want to look bad in front of people. Also, okay. I don't know if they're advertising the best way. I don't know if the people that I really want to be in that room are even going to be there. I'm depending on someone else. So that same amount of time, is there's not a guarantee that I'm going to get the right people in front of it. I can take those same three hours, four hours of prep to then go do something for my business that I know will actually help me. And right. that is a great thing that I think I learned to understand that I now have better time to spend on the people that matter the 
most. And that is hard. But if they can get there, like, I'm yeah. so cheering you on. What yeah, do you think? I, do you agree? I, I kind of the same boat. I think that, uh, you know, because I'm sure we have many it's jobs. We have many jobs both. And so <laughs> if you're not working on one thing, you'd be working on something else. And so I think yeah. I've been better at saying, look, this is my rate. I can come down on, like, you know, if it's non-peak, right. you know, I get it. But I'm not going to be like, oh, do whatever you want. Um, it's a little different for me because my first Wait. entrepreneur lane was DJing, uh, a mobile DJ, which means I bring the Ooh. gear to your event. I set up. I I play a Cupid Shuffle. And like, <laughs> right, wedding oh, stuff. I love uh, the Cupid Shuffle. It's, it's, a, I mean, it's a dope track. That's it. what I do. I step on every week. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but the thing is, cutting your rates when you try to get out there is important because you only reviews and something, but that one actually has a physical uh, component. So you're cutting your yeah. rates saying, I'm making a deal, but then you start realizing you're resenting the work because you're That's out there lifting it. the speakers and stuff when they're getting paid. So I say to make everyone happy, there is a, there's a reserve, there's a bottom. And if you're going below the bottom, so let it go. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. I have to add to this because you're hundred percent right. You're going to resent the work. You're not going to do as well as you want to. So I made up, I believe I made up this quote because I've been saying oh. this for years. You can pay someone to do a job. You can't pay someone to care. Mm. Most, I think there's so many people we learned in the service industry that are being mistreated for their jobs because they have a bad manager. They're not being paid enough. Of course, they're not going to do their best work. They're going to just do enough because that's what they expect. Right. But when right. someone treats you well, and you, and when I charge enough money to be feeling like I don't have to count my minutes, that's when someone's going to get the best experience because that oh, resentfulness yeah. means I don't work as hard, which then what, who does that hurt in the end? It hurts me. It hurts whoever is listening to this. It hurts them if they don't charge what they need to charge to do it because then the work won't be as good. And then it's referrals and it's all this stuff. So when we think we're going to do well because we charge less, not necessarily. <laughs> but here's what I do. You want to know what I do? <laughs> I've never taught a pricing workshop, by the way. So this is totally new content. I've never said anything about this. But if what I've been starting to do is charge like inflate my I don't want to say inflate this is weird if somebody like client is looking at this like whatever like I would yeah. add extra things to the experience and if it really is a financial issue I just take out some of the stuff that isn't necessary oh so yeah I can just so I, I don't feel like I'm lowering my rate but I'm like removing stuff that they don't necessarily they don't necessarily not as on fire for them oh yeah um I've heard so that uh, car yeah. dealerships do that. They'll put like the the Corvette in the front and be like, well, if you can't afford this, you can have yourself a nice little Chevy Aveo in the back. You know? Well, there's that, but it's also like they're still getting like the core of my, what I do with people, right, is I coach them and all this kind of stuff. And maybe they don't need as heavy of a video review. So I'll take some of those components out. Maybe they don't need, um, they don't need as much Voxer support or something like that. And I can slice stuff without compromising my value. So I can remove stuff and then remove price with, remove part of the expenses with that too. But that, there's a lot of people who could talk about this on the internet, but For sure. that's that's what I've done. And that's what I've learned. But I'm definitely a lot better about sticking with what I got because I know I'm good, but it takes yeah. time to get there. So. Absolutely. And it, and it shows. I mean, your clients are raving about you all over the interwebs, uh, the social media oh, server. No. What does a, what's a, a Sherpa session look like? Do you go Ooh, in the character? Yeah. Is it just yourself? Is it amplified? <laughs> like, what does that look like? So this is me. This is who I am. I can't hide it. This is the best and the worst gift of my entire life. Uh, but people love it. They're like, energy, yes. So for me, this is what an experience looks like. So usually someone starts, I get um, some people buy like a video review for me where I like stalk them on the internet and tell them what other people are seeing, give them tips, insights, ideas, um, things to consider. Basically, they could do, they could take all that, that video and like run with it and get ideas and like figure out their problems by themselves if they want. From there, usually people are like, oh, wait, I have questions. So from right. there, I do a deep dive. So this is a different kind of Sherpa session where I... The big thing that I do is I extract the the heart and soul of the business owner, like what why they care about their job, what their unique edge is, um, what makes them special. Like I pull all that story out so that they have that as a framing for any efforts they do on social media. And then from there, we tackle something tangible. Like, right. for example, like 
I have one client who had great, this wasn't even social media. She had great SEO, but she had no email capture form on her website. So Ooh. we talked about how that goes together, right? You know, right? You've been, yeah. you've been in the marketing world. Yeah. And I was like, don't touch social media until you fix this problem first. So right. it's not always social media. It's literally using what you've got in your tool house and finding the golden nugget and golden opportunity there and then helping them understand how to leverage that in a way that they not only helps them today, but will literally guide them in how they think about marketing forever, regardless of the platforms, regardless of the marketing tools that will exist in the next hundred years. That's a taste of it. And there's more, but that's a starting point. It's, <laughs> it's so funny how like owners or business owners do one or the other. It's kind of like, I got the big giant billboard neon sign pointing to my store. Or the door is open. Like it's always like one or the other. So yeah. yeah. The other the other thing I'll say too is is that like look, there's different tools people have. Like if it's a billboard, like uh, like even postcard. Like I've had clients tell me, look, I want to send a postcard out. Like there's ways to pull those all together sure. with their goals, with whatever marketing they're doing. But the other thing that I love to do is that like, and this is what I told you earlier. Like charging what you need to charge to solve the problem. That is the right. biggest lesson I think this year. It's like if I only sell them one session, like it'll help them and they'll love it. Which I usually don't sell one session, but I know that if they want to sustain everything, like a good three month experience is going to really transform them. So I'm always trying to make sure that what I give them is going to give them that. So um, the other piece is like that they're going to get stuck in the middle of the week. They're going to have questions like, wait, is this post good? Like, wait, there's an issue with like my active campaign. What do I do? Like they have a voice message or can talk to me during the week and ask questions. Like they are never alone. And it's not based on you get three hours. Like it's not arbitrary. It's like, here's what you need. I will give it to you. I will guide you on this path, but we will do it in a good flow that works for you that you didn't even could ever imagine. And that's, I think, very different than I think what other people do. This is what I get being a teacher. Like this is what I know and what I've learned. I go with them, use their strengths and I love that about what I do. So, so a lot of a lot of challenges uh, that people do when they go into that service based business is like the yeah. the breadth and depth, right? There's that there's a school of thought saying, hey, look, you find a way to solve the problem based on your client, and there's those that go, no, have a niche or even a hyper niche, and then just drill down there. What's been your experience? What's something you recommend? Do you go for the the client? We will make it happen, or you kind of like, no, we're good here in this kind of industry. Oh, you mean about for like me, like whether I niche down or not? Like, is that the big question? Kind of like, how do you approach it? Is that for, yeah. How, how do you, how do you approach it? How do you do clients? <laughs> so like, so like there's a, no, I literally was on a call today where the, the person was asking me like, oh, I'm thinking about niching down. Like there is a value in niching down for sure. And there's plenty of people who say niche, 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 niche. Yeah. Am I the nichiest of the niches? No, but do I still have a business? Yes. I have worked with the craziest range of business owners from like, rabbi turned sleep consultant to Indian matchmaker to like burlesque dancer to like magicians, corporate, <laughs> corporate magicians. Okay. Everything. And I do some magic too. That's a whole other thing. Wow. So that's how I met him. But, um, but like, there's a range and I will say it, it takes time. And even for me, like every year that goes by, I get really, really clear on who I'm working with. And I'm kind of looking into like, do I want to work more with like therapy practice owners? Like, I'm really curious about that. But then I'm also like, ooh, lawyers. Like there's a lot of like small growing women owned law firms that are yeah. getting tapped up by these gross marketing companies that are not hitting them in the way they need to be served. Like I kind of want to work with them, but like, have I dove deep? No, I put videos on my website where people can like understand what I do for those audiences. But yeah, I'm not the niche of me, but every year it gets clear because when people understand what you do really well, it's easier for them to say, oh, you should go talk to so-and-so. So if they're trying to make it up on the spot right now today, like I got to figure this out today, like it takes time and it's okay. Um, it can be valuable, but, but it's okay. We evolve. That's true. What do you think? Do, what do you, uh, think? you know what? I, I feel like then we, it's like a nickname. 
you can give yourself a nickname, but it won't be nearly as cool as someone giving it to you. Um, when I started doing stand-up comedy, I said, <laughs> it's true. I was, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be like a, an old soul. and I'm going to do jokes about how, because I grew up in the in the 90s, but I didn't have cables. So all my references were from the 70s because TV was free, right? Oh. Um, the problem with that is I put me, myself in the box. But what I did was I said, you know what? Forget the box. I started doing comedy, whatever I thought was funny. Then everyone said, oh, you're kind of like this. And then go, okay, let the market decide. So the moment I go, oh, no, I'm only doing guys who are Mets fans as like my clients. And like, okay, that's great. But if I go, hey, these are my clients, these are my clients, my clients. Oh, the through line is the couples that book me for a wedding are this kind of couples or these kind of goals to my comedy show that I know what my niche is kind of in a backwards way. And, it, and, and that's a way to do it, right? There's there's a few ways to go. I like, I'm going to reference this nickname idea thing. Like my business, your social media Sherpa got named by a mentor of mine. She's like, I hate your current business name. You should name it this. And I was like, wow. Okay. So I changed just it. Just like that? Like, no, no committee thinking? I, like, oh, all right. I just like, I'll get the domain and I'll just change it on LinkedIn and see what people do. Because it didn't cost me that much to just like change it in a few places. And then people were like, oh, that's a cool name. Oh, I really, and I kept getting compliments. And I was like, ah, That just begs you. the question. What, what was it before? Okay, so this is this is interesting. People don't know that this is kind of what I do in my service. This will probably okay. paint the picture for you. I, originally, I was like, because I've done a little bit of math tutoring with like kids, and I as a background in education, I still love math and I love kids. Bless you. So like, I like think about tutoring. So I was like, okay, you're a social media tutor, and then then I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do that. So it's like, oh, you're a social media teacher, and I like that because that's exactly what I did. And I'm gonna shout her out, Catherine Johns. She's an amazing speaker coach, and she's my speaker coach. I love her. She changed my life. She's like, Shiley, you know, I've worked in learning and development. She's been a speaker. She's been on the radio for like a bajillion years. Oh, like she's right. legendary. And she was like, Shiley, you know, and she comes up to me at a meeting. It's like three years ago, whatever. She's like, Shiley, like I've worked a lot in speaking and training and stuff, and learning and development industry. They call it learning and development because people don't like to be taught. And it's going to turn people off. And then other people said that, right? So it sounds like you get this too. Other people told me that too. Uh, they didn't like that I used the word homework as part of my service. So I got rid of it. So I really much listened to my clients. So she's like, you know, I would think about the word Sherpa. And I was like, Sherpa? Like, I don't think about the word Sherpa very often. I was like, what is that? <laughs> you don't? Like, is this okay? Is this offensive? Is this inclusive? Like, um, can I use this word? I mean, I did all that research and I was like, okay, let me just try it. And then I saw the next day I saw Sherpa scooter, Sherpa mattresses, Sherpa accounting, Sherpa everything. And I was like, it's a sign. okay, maybe this is a sign. Like, let's just leave it and see what happens. And then it just yeah. stuck around. So here it is. But it really is what it is. Cause like it's guiding people. What it. is it guiding people up the mountain of marketing is that they have someone to hold their hand. I think people come to me and they're like, I don't know what to do. I'm lost and I'm stuck, but I know I need to do something on the internet. And like, I'm, I'm stuck. Cause like, they're like, I find people guessing or their shiny object syndrome and, and I don't want them to feel lost. They don't have to figure it out. I'm here to guide them on how to figure it out so that they can feel empowered about the choices they make. I don't want them to feel like they're guessing with their marketing. I want them to know exactly how it's going to help them. That right. is a special thing about me. That is, so. It's crazy how we get our names for things, you know, like my first podcast oh, no. years ago was one thing that was lame. And, and now it's like, well, one of the seven now is one of these because feedback and you outgrow right. things. And yeah, it's pretty, pretty Listening, rad. Right. Yeah. It's, it's huge. You listen to we were, people, right? We you, you listen to the people at the weddings. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like, um, well, now it's official. It's my, my business is actually called New Amsterdam Entertainment for DJing. But before Damn. I was just, yeah, woo, because I need to get those PPP loans. What's up? Um, <laughs> uh, but before, <laughs> real talk, y'all. I got DBA, uh, <laughs> baby. Um, so <laughs> before it was just DJ Flobita, which was cool because that's who I was. But I realized that when you're a client or a bride looking, I realized I was 
losing business to the big guys because they have these flowery names like 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 excellence collections or whatever or like sound notes or bouquet sounds incorporated i was like well i can't give you with that i'm not like a stuffy but i want to say hey look once you see something you know it, it will stick out to you so i understand the transition to name and all that yeah, I love New Amsterdam. I think we had a nice conversation uh, where we we're getting to know each other about like I I don't know what that means. I don't know exactly what it means, but I love Amsterdam as a place. So it's oh, like, oh, yeah. I saw something with Amsterdam. I'm that, like, let's go. That's a so, good question. And it's cool and it's creative. So yeah, thank you. Well, well, first of all, I got to do a little cross promotion. My book, Graduation Days, available now on Amazon. Please go out and check it out because I talk about this. Um, so anyway. New Amsterdam with the N is the uh, ancient name for New York. Uh, the island of Manhattan when it was sold to the Dutch by right. the Native Americans for $24 in pelts and jewelry was called New Amsterdam after old Amsterdam. <laughs> uh, but when I came around to, to making my company, because uh, New Amsterdam, as I showed here, it used to be a stationary company, as I thought it'd be a cool idea as a comedian Ooh. to make stationary. Um, yeah, on brand or uh. off brand. Uh, I want to put the K in there for two reasons. One, uh, SEO, right? Uh, and two, uh, is that yeah, a of knowledge? Say. Intellectualism, right? You're writing jokes, you're having observations. You, it's a whole thing of like knowledge versus a big city. So this is why the podcast is for the city of creatives. That's why it's not called the podcast. It's radio because I assume, I imagine, I'm in this ah. radio station on top of the building as the mayor here. So it's kind of like a theme type deal, you know. I like it. I like the yeah. vision. This it's is beautiful. what I do. I bring people on the show talk about myself. That's what. I well, you should. <laughs> Thanks for I, being I here. Always think it no, it's real. I mean, plenty of people go on these interviews and it's like, okay, ask me one question. Great. Here is the answer. And I've gotten gigs from like, here's another question. Here's the answer. And I'm like, you know what? Hey, I'm here. I'll be me. Like, so yeah. people want to do that. That's fine. But you have a whole framing of this, right? You have an experience. You know your people. You know why you bring these people on to speak. And I love that. I think, and it should be beneficial to you. If you're putting all this help and energy and like, you you better be using it for yourself too. I, I People should know that. Like, I'm a leverage firm believer. it. And blowing horns, right? Toot your own horns, toot everyone else's horn, toot horns. I love that. I think it's cool. I think there's, I will say this, from a social media perspective, there's a balance, right? There's plenty of like, and this is probably not, we know marketing, but like people who don't know marketing who are sure. just getting on, they're like, I got this award. I won a trophy. Like uh, somebody shouted me out. And it's like this, like, I like I kind of care that you won an award. And I think there's leverage to that. But like, people don't care. Like people don't always care about that kind of stuff. But if you want to say, Hey, I just like conquered the mountain of whatever. Like, this is actually a content idea for anybody listening. If you want to share a story about how you conquered a challenge that you have or how you started your business, like that is, and if you got an award in there, like that's very different than, hey, I got an award. It's like, hey, Absolutely. like this experience was transformational for me. And that's actually interesting for people to watch and check out on the internet. That, how you frame that celebration and as a resource to others, that just, I think, I think there's a lot of young women who aren't comfortable talking about themselves. And it's not just like tooting my own horn. It's like, if you tell people a story about something, people, can connect with that and it's not just like i'm here for it but they also get to know you better through it so that's a yeah. content nugget idea for anybody here <laughs> don't underestimate the about us page like that that puts everything yes! in perspective. yeah absolutely i'm with yes! you with that um yeah as, as story matters story does matter but before we went on before we went live we we're talking about yeah. uh you traveling or the, yes! the idea of traveling to, to morocco or to iran <sighs> uh either Goals. or we're talking about that not but evil. you said something that was pretty awesome and i was like i gotta ask this i'm not sure about, no, about please. this please because you do have a background uh, um, from Morocco. You're dealing with people that were from that region as well. Do you have any kind of obligation or any kind of need to represent? And you can interpret that as you will for your background, your mix, your heritage, or anything like that. I am proud of it. 
and I talk about it. I think it's on my LinkedIn profile very clearly that I'm Moroccan and Iranian. And I think because I wrote it on my profile, I may have like people can count me as diversity. They just they don't know what this they don't know what this look is. They, they're, they're like, she's something. Maybe she's Middle Eastern. Maybe she's Hispanic. We don't know. She's something. Right. But I think it helps. Like, I think people don't know what Moroccans look like or Persians look like. So I, I'm glad to represent. And I think one of my clients now is also Middle Eastern. And she asked me at the end of the call, like, are you also Middle Eastern? And she's like a Southern lady from Georgia. And I was like, she's like, oh, yeah, I think, I think she said she's Lebanese. And I was like, oh, this is so cool my people. Right. Or like my Indian matchmaker client was like, are you Indian? I get like, oh, are you light? Somebody told me light skinned Indian. And I'm like, we can unpack that. That has got a whole that statement is a, is a lot. A whole, <laughs> we can just dive into race on that one. Right. And like, she's like, Oh, are you are you Indian? And I was like, no, but I'm like your cousin because I feel like there's a lot of you know we also have big parties like Persians have big parties and Moroccans have very cool like colorful golden outfits like the, like Indian culture does. So there's yeah. some overlap there, but I think it helps. And I realize a lot of my like a, not all of them, I would say a good chunk of my clients are people of color, uh, like a variety of races and stuff. And I think being me, I'm sure like I come off differently than like maybe like a white entrepreneur doing the same thing. Like sure. maybe there's an awareness of, I don't know. I, nobody tells me. So I just, I think <laughs> like maybe I just come off as like, not this, like not ignorant in the way that other people, I don't know. Like, right. But, but people see it. So I do, I think people see it and I don't know. People always love to, to ask questions. I don't like. Well, yeah, representation matters. That, it always does. <laughs> yeah. Like no, I'll take I, it. Like it. Yeah. It's me. I'm always about that question because I know now more than ever, there's, 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 there is not a singular phase of entrepreneurship. I think that's changing. And sometimes people yeah. say, hey, look, I'm just doing the work and whatever you want is whatever you want. But there's some people that say, hey, look, on the other side of the spectrum, I'm going to represent this. You don't see many people like me doing it in that way. And I think for me personally, I have oh, different yeah. aspects and jobs. So as a host, yeah. I don't think much of it. I'm doing the content. And if you like it, Fine. Um, but but as a, a wedding <laughs> DJ in California, I go, well, there, um, there's not many people of color at this level of having the insurance policies need to do the high class venues, that sort of thing. So I kind of have a balance depending on the pursuit. So it's kind of curious. Yeah. And I will say this too. Rep I mean, a representation Asian matter. There's probably a young DJ out there who never thought they can tap into like the crazy Persian wedding market and like they see you there and it's really, really cool. You're, you're in LA. Is that what I heard? I'm LA based. Yeah. I'm from Brooklyn originally, but I'm LA based. Oh, okay. There's a, uh, what's his name? There's an amazing Iranian and black comedian who like embraces the intersection. Do you know him? Okay. Tehran. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I followed him on clubhouse for a minute. I was like, this is cool. I love yeah. like, he could He could solve so much BS in the Persian community with like his inner. I was, he doesn't have to, it's not on him, but like, right, 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 right. I was like, it's cool. Like, it's cool. I love that. Like, we actually you know, worked Together. He didn't believe I was Lobo. I didn't believe his name was Haran. We had a moment there. <laughs> we were like, wait, are you really? <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, he's got to probably have thoughts on those weddings. He's probably like, he's like, how do you do? I'm sure he has answers for you. But I think also <laughs> lets other people see that it's possible, right? Like, I love comedy. I've, I've gone on open mic nights for stand up because that's a great way to practice public mm -hmm. speaking. And I love, I love, I miss, I missed it during COVID. I'm not going to lie. And then Maz Jabrani's sure. in LA too. I'm obsessed with, oh, I love him so much. But anyway. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Long-term fan. So anyway, <laughs> oh, Mo Amer as well. Shout out to comedians. Uh, <laughs> shout out to comedians. Well, you have to have some sort of work-life balance. Does that exist for you because of the clientele you have? And if you do, what does that look like? 
Oh, this is a great one. So I made a decision after college that I wanted to control as much of my schedule as possible. So everything I had was for the most part, very, very flexible. So like if I ever, I used to substitute teach very long time ago. I used to like, you know, contract at different schools for certain hours, right? Freelancing on social media. I could work any hour I wanted to, but I also like wanted to work on my own terms. And I think that advocating for myself was hard. My, if I had a Ted talk, it would be like, how do you accommodate yourself in tricky situations? I like record, I like have a script for this. One day I'm going to like do it on a stage. And I like had to learn to accommodate myself to like build the design, the work that I was super good at, which for me, like I love teaching social media more than like sometimes doing the execution. And for me, that's, that's a great thing. But also I put boundaries with my clients too. Like I'm happy to pick up the phone if they're lost and stuck, but it's not like they can just call me like I panicked. Like they send me a voice message and usually I'm pretty quick to respond usually within a couple of days, if not less, because I'm so excited to talk to them, but I've designed in a way that I can voice because voicing is, I like talking. I don't love writing long, long, long paragraphs, but you know, I have writer friends that help me with that. Um, (laughs) But yeah, that's how I've dictated my life to be built around my stuff. Because if the worst case scenario happened and I need to reschedule stuff, everything in my life is fairly flexible. Am I hosting a uh, a networking event in a few hours today that will happen? Absolutely. So hopefully nothing bad happens. Am I running behind the scenes of a Zoom event for a charity group tomorrow morning? Absolutely. So I better be there. If you have a DJ wedding, you can't really rain check very quickly. But for the most part, there's other areas of my schedule that if need be, I can be flexible. And I think that's by design and by advocating for myself, but also getting more confident in what it is that I need to be successful. I don't take calls on Mondays because Mondays are my focus day. I get more done on Mondays just sitting and hacking on my computer than any day of the week. So nobody's allowed to take that time unless someone's paying me big bucks or there's anything urgent that needs to happen. So that's, you know, I put myself in the position to succeed with the tools that I need. So well then uh, related, let me dig into my bin of cliche questions. Um, Do it. (laughs) What do you do for fun? I love it. Um, well, you learned. I did. I used to do. I used to be a hospital magician for three years. That was fun. Wait, um, what? Wait. Used, wait okay. What does a hospital magician thing. mean? Is it like the hospitals book you specifically, or is it kind of like a you only it's do hospitals? It's like- a charity. It's a charity. Okay. So they would, we would have scheduled days that like shifts and then we'd go in and we would empower kids through magic because in a hospital, a kid didn't, cannot decide whether they get a certain procedure or not. They have zero choices. And when they get to see me, they can kick me out if they want to, or they can do whatever they want with me. It's up to them. And in a place where there's no empowerment, that is a very special experience for them. Whether they have me or not, they have the choice in the matter. They dictate that experience when they can't dictate anything else. And we just get to have fun with the kids. So I did that for a very, very long time. And that was really fun. I love stand-up comedy, like I just shared with you here. Uh, yeah. You want to know that how nerdy I get? I don't know if you saw my weird nerdy hobby that's hidden on my uh, YouTube page. But do you, how how deep do you how nerdy do you want to get here? Uh, let's get nerdy. Let's go all the way nerdy. <laughs> let's get nerdy. So my weird hobby, since I was 14 years old on MySpace, which accidentally led me to my career now, is a whole other story. Is playing online versions of the shows Big Brother and Survivor. Yeah. to then get that hot that took up too much time so instead of doing them online what i did to save myself time was to play them in person so that is huh. the new escalation so we literally plan trips around the country where people host these games just like the real tv shows but like obviously on low budget yeah. and not on cbs and we play them and it's absolutely fantastical and i live for it and it's my just time. for clarification is like board game versions or you're out there being a survivor somewhere at some random island 
oh, we go camping. Like it is like, do you look at this glamour? Like I literally have gone in the woods without sleeping bags to play one of these games. People do not expect that from me, but here I am. I, I'm, I'm all for camping, but isn't the whole point of like survivors to like outwit your opponents? <laughs> That's yeah, kind of... you do all of it. You're voting people out. You're scheming, you're strategizing, you're playing live challenges on big fields. Like you're like, I've done seven, no, eight day long survivor games. I mean, you get voted out sometimes. I, I, I get I get like, doing that, but how do you do it more than once? When people are like, oh, that's that lady who voted me out in St. Louis. Boo. Like, how does that work? You ex- you just epitomize the live reality games community. If you Google live reality <laughs> games, you will see that this is the problem. Everybody yeah. knows each other. Like I, so I am secretly like a local, inter- like I'm like a little mini celebrity amongst this sure. community. But like, I love it. It's like I, like people are like, oh, you're Shyly, you're notorious, or you played with so and so, or your friend got on Big Brother, or like, you know, whatever. Like people that we've played with have gotten on shows. It's very cool. Um, but like. It's a, it's a it's a community it's small enough where people know each other but also like they try to make it so that you can't have pre-game alliances and that you don't resent people from past games but it's it happens like you've that hit it begs the question charlie like, do you have do you have reality show haters no i think i just have a lot of fans like i remember like random people like <laughs> Shelly, i watched you on a live stream three years ago voting so and so out and i was like yeah that's me so i have fans <laughs> which is like very cool like that's i literally the there was a and it's drama it's it's so fun i literally there was a lady who was like fat shaming people and i called her out on a live stream that people all over the country were watching and they were like shyly you're my hero and i was like I'm so glad <laughs> so, well you're, you're definitely my hero i didn't think that oh, you're all like, you. oh, that's crazy well as as we, we wrap this up look in the 2021 2022's on the horizon what Oof. does the sherpa want to do oh, well i definitely want to do more I call them LinkedIn empowerment workshops for students, uh, not only to learn how to use the platform, but like the thing I keep getting asked from students is like, show me how to network, show me how to make connections with people genuinely. And so like, I want to go, I'm looking into like working with more sororities to do that. Um, maybe even go to Indiana university where I went to school and just like get hired to do more of those trainings because they need it. And it doesn't sound like the schools are giving them the stuff to get them to where they need to be in the 21st century, especially when university degrees are changing in value. Like these yeah. people need to know how to sell themselves and what makes them special. Um, one of the things I always tell the story of like, I had an intern last year and I always, when my interns like do all their amazing stuff, I always try to coach them on stuff and pull out their story. That is my favorite thing, pulling out what makes them special. And one of them told me this story like as I was extracting, I call it like extracting, right? Extracting yeah. goodness. She's like, I planned, um, you know, I remember planning my sweet 16 and I, I loved actually planning my sweet 16 more than I liked attending. And she told me she wanted to be an event planner. And I'm like, right. But I'm like, you told me you want to be an event planner, but what does that say about you to tell that story? It means that you really, really love doing this stuff. So we pulled this story out a few days later, she had an interview with a, like an event planner for like a position in the summertime. And she told her the story and she got the job. And I was like, can match that content with the people you want to work with. It makes it very, very clear what makes you special. So that's one thing I really want to do more in 2022. Um, of course, I love coaching people. I think that's a really fun thing. And I want to continue doing that. And uh, putting more me out into the world is always a, uh, there's a lot of me on the internet, but I, you know, how do I get a little bit more personal? I'm working on it and more LinkedIn yeah. lives too. I love live streaming. So fan oh, of yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Live streaming is the way to go for sure. It changed my life, changed the game and the world told me I couldn't go outside. Uh, <laughs> Shiley, yes! such a pleasure of you being on the show. New Amsterdam Radio podcast for creatives. Any final words before we get out of here today? 
Yes, absolutely. Uh, I would love to connect with you. You can follow me on LinkedIn. I always post nuggets, insights, social media tips and beyond. But if you really want some good nuggets, uh, like I said, I love LinkedIn is like one of my superpowers. I have a collection of all of my favorite LinkedIn profile examples of how people talk about themselves, their banner images for students, for businesses, for everything on my website. So if you go to your social media, Sherpa.com, you'll see like too many pop-ups that'll say sign up for this you'll get those tips and you'll get fun emails from me you can stay on that list as long as you'd like uh there's lots of goodies on there you can get some of my on-demand trainings you can learn more about what i can do to empower you with your own marketing and uh we can be connected so that's me and i'll see you on the interwebs i love it yeah come on (laughs) back i want you back in a future episode we got a lot more to talk about in Oh, we have so much. Talk. You don't. I didn't even get into like the re, the pro wrestling content. Yet. We've got more. So, <laughs> I would love to I'm see that. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I love to This that. is everybody. Stay tuned for the next episode where I tell you about how I got involved with pro wrestling. <laughs> he's not expecting it. He just is I, shocked right now. I did not. I did not expect it. Oh man, why is <laughs> yes? Yes, I'm no, coming gonna back. Tease it. We'll, we'll, this is how we'll we tease the next episode, yo. Thank <laughs> right. you for having me. I will leave you on my favorite social media quote. Social media is about the people, not about the business provide for the people and the people will provide for you thanks so much for listening to new amsterdam radio learn more about the show at newamsterdam.com that's k-n-e-w amsterdam.com until next time this city is yours <laughs>